the promo, I'm going to go ahead and turn on the recorder. So it's a bit outtakey slash, you know, you saying your name and your and your website. And then you're also going to say you're listening to Jeff Smith and Vroom Vroom Veer. Listen up, something like that. So mm-hmm. whenever you're ready to do that, go ahead and start. This is Wendy Yellen of wendyyellen.com. And you're listening to Jeff Smith of Vroom Vroom Veer. And here we go. Hey, you've practiced. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm going to hit stop and I'll be right back. Are you ready to thoughtfully steer away from your revved up, frenzied, and far too often scripted life? Then welcome to Vroom Vroom Veer with Jeff Smith, where he guides you down the road differently traveled by sharing unique experiences with guests who have managed to shift away from a life stuck on cruise control and veered their way into a more authentic and fulfilling one in all sorts of interesting and kind of remarkable ways. Get ready to Vroom Vroom Veer with your differently traveled road chauffeur, Jeff Smith. Heather Dominic, thank you so much for being on Vroom Vroom Beer. Veer, can I say it? Vroom Vroom Veer, and welcome to the show. How's it going? Yeah, it's going great, and I'm really, really happy to be talking to you today. Yeah, I'm excited. This is going to be fun. I mean, we're both fans of A Course in Miracles, Mm -hmm. so I don't get to have these conversations that much lately. I don't know. I moved away from California. That's where all this... Well, there's I'm a lot of New students York, at the course so. in, in California. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So let's talk a little bit about what you're most excited about in your business. Uh, let's see here. It's let's see. Businessmiracles.com. Yay. Mm-hmm. Talk yeah. About, yeah t- tell us. Tell us what's going on. Sure thing. Um, so I've been in business for 15 years and wow. a about maybe like seven or eight years ago was when I made a business shift into serving what I refer to as highly sensitive entrepreneurs. And my business is named A Course in Business Miracles because, as I'm sure you know, Jeff, that according to the psychological and spiritual curriculum of a course in miracles the definition of a miracle is a shift in perception yes and yes and this is what's really needed for a person who's highly sensitive to be able to be successfully self-employed yeah and so I agree this is that yes, and being that this is my fifteenth year, and again about my seventh, eighth year of serving highly sensitive entrepreneurs, I feel like, you know, I'm really um, hitting a stride in terms of the depth of my teachings and my research and how I'm able to serve. And I was just thinking about that this morning today, like just how grateful I feel in regards to you know how far I'm able to go in my work and and to be able to help and support other HSEs. So I would say that's what's up. (laughs) Congratulations. And um, uh, I bet it's got to feel pretty amazing, right? It's almost like you're getting to that point in life where you're like, uh, wow, this is, this is pretty magical. Or wait a minute miraculous. There you go. Yeah, it really, I do. I just feel so incredibly grateful, you know, to be able to do the work that I do and the way that I 
do it. So yeah, really, truly a miracle. So tell us the story about how you found A Course in Miracles or, or maybe how the course found you. Mm, yeah. <laughs> well, the story of my connection with the course begins when I was 14 years old. Wow. And, Very young. Mm-hmm, yeah. And actually because my mother had died due to a bicycle accident. Jeez, wow. She, yeah, she was just out riding her bike in upstate New York where I grew up and this was before mountain biking was actually a thing and but she was biking on a mountain trail with a friend of hers and no one really knows exactly what happened because her friend was ahead of her on the trail but she somehow fell off her bike and hit her head and um and then two weeks later I was making the decision with my dad because I'm an only child to remove her from life support and so nothing like an early childhood trauma to you know really shift quite drastically and dramatically the direction of your life. Mm, And it was really my dad who connected me to the course at that time and also to the work of Marianne Williamson, who's definitely a pioneer teacher of the course. And it was back in the day of cassette tapes. Sure, I I remember that, Yeah, there was a bootleg version of, you know, one of Marianne's lectures, actually, that she was giving at a Unity Church at that time. And and that was really what started my connection to A Course in Miracles and my journey with the course and everything that's unfolded since. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. So you have been hanging out with A Course in Miracles for a while. I really have. Yeah. Yes. The majority of my life. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. So yeah. I, yeah, and I can imagine like um, like ha- you needing you needing something, something to hang on to. You know, it's like yeah. half of your world is gone. Yeah. Exactly. So really, the teachings of the course were, were and are, you know, still so supportive in being able to access a different way of looking at things, you know, and really, uh, in those first years, it was survival. Mm. And, you know, and then that relationship, my relationship with the course has definitely deepened over the years, for sure. Right, right. So, did it serve as sort of like, um, like just your faith base? I mean, or did, or, were you already, uh, have a, another spiritual tradition you were, you were involved in? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, well, uh, cause a lot of people come to it as a secondary. I did. Right. I, yeah. Right. I came to it as a secondary, but because you came to it so young, um, I don't, you know, I don't know. That's why I asked. (laughs) Yeah, again, it's a great, great question. Well, I would say that, you know, my parents, as I was um, growing up until 14, were very open when it came to different spiritual practices. My grandmother, who I was very close to um, on my father's side, 
was very Catholic and traditional and an Italian American family. So I kind of feel like I got the best aspects of Catholicism without any of that kind of like rigorous in doctrine. And then my world just expanded beyond the relationship that I had with the church through my grandmother, you know, into like a larger spiritual realm through the course. I think that's probably the best answer. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I get it. Yeah. Because so you were, we're all, even if we don't go to church in this country, it's sort of like, it's in the background, right? The Judeo Christian yeah. sort of, right, right. So mm. you're absorbing it. Uh, I, I grew up going to a Lutheran, you know, uh, mm-hmm. church. Um, so, you know, I, I consider like Lutheran sort of like Catholic light, you know, it's very, <laughs> <laughs> very similar, you know, um, with, you know, some glaring like, uh, differences, but you know, um, you know, but I think, um, moral, moral, morally and ethically they, they lead mm-hmm. to the same place. So, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so let's talk a little bit about this, this concept of the highly sensitive person and those traits, Yeah, uh, sure. because I went and, uh, I didn't take your test. Because I've got this rule now that I don't sign up for newsletters until I talk to the person. Because <laughs> I'm getting Good too rule. many emails. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to take your test and have a chat about it. So I went and I found a different test. Uh, I think it was the Dr. Uh, Arone. Lane Aaron, probably. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I took yep. her test and I won. So I think I got 22. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so wait a minute. Does winning mean that you are highly sensitive or you are not? <laughs> According to the test, I was, I was, she said, if you get 17 of these check marks, yes, then you're probably sensitive, but you know, who knows, but I got 22 out of 17, but wow. I wanted to talk to some of them that, that came up for me. Sure. Like I, I, do you have the one where you get super moody and crazy when you're hungry? <laughs> Are you saying personally, do I? Yes, do you? Um, I would say that's probably a little bit more tempered for myself, okay. uh, but I definitely feel it. I'm not a person who can kind of just like forget about eating. Right. That concept like blows my mind. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can, but I have to like, I have to have a, a an escape plan or or consciously choose to say, Okay, I'm going to be doing X, Y, Z. I know I could probably fast through that, right? Yeah, and, right, right. And because there's nothing going to be stressing me, and it doesn't really matter. Kind of like I could fast on an airplane, right? Going to Japan, right? right? If that would right. be okay. Um, yeah. But anyway, I, I. Well, it's a great one because actually, at the in-person training retreats that I lead for the highly sensitive entrepreneurs in my community, I always typically ask like at the beginning, like who's got their snack bag on them? <laughs> like, pretty much everyone in the room, really? usually, you know, like a hundred yeah. plus like raise their hands. Right. And it's true. I will not go anywhere without probably, you know, at least a couple almonds tucked away somewhere. Right. Yeah. Good idea. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm carrying jerky and trail mix <laughs> all the time. And it's not, yeah. it's not, it's not me either. Because it's my wife. She's the one that has to, you know, deal with me. <laughs> the cranky three-year-old when, when, they, right. when their blood sugar is right. low. Right. 
Um, The other thing that really pinged me, and I never thought of this as being a sensitive person, but the idea that um, competition in general is repulsive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you relate to that? Sure. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Talk a little bit about that and and how that manifests. Uh, yeah, well, it's really sensitive. interesting because again, the work that you know I do is is really for highly sensitives who have chosen to be self employed. Right. And you know how I came to this was really through a dark night of the soul in my own entrepreneurial journey, and I can really say that I'm like not just sure. throwing that yeah. now around. We, we do have a little bit of time so if you want to go through that you know please well you know really what it was is that you know first of all I had stepped into being self-employed from being a public high school teacher and so I knew nothing about business and I really mm. just dove in and was like determined to you know have this business thing work for myself and I really went at it from what I now really understand and refer to in my teachings was a real coping mechanism. And there's, you know, two primary coping mechanisms that I've identified for highly sensitive entrepreneurs. And one is hiding and one is pushing. And I am definitely a recovering pusher. So I had pushed my way um, to success in those first, you know, seven years or so. And I had hit a place in my business at that time where, you know, on paper, things somewhat looked pretty good because I had brought my business across the seven figure mark for the first time. And yet I was absolutely just completely over worked, over exhausted, overwhelmed. Mm. And I really had such a low net to show for that work that I had done. And it really brought me to my knees. It brought me to this dark place. And I was really thinking like, you know, I don't know, like if this is what it takes to do this, like I I just, maybe I just go work at Walmart or something. Yeah. Like I'm (laughs) I'm not, you know, I'm not sure about this. And it was really that dark night that brought me to uh, connecting with Dr. Elaine Aaron, who you mentioned earlier, who Mm -hmm. is the founding researcher um, and the development of the concept of the highly sensitive person, which basically just in short for anyone who's listening and has no idea what we're talking about (laughs) um, is, you know, that there's 20% of us who are born into the world with a highly wired nervous system. And so what that really means is basically that we pick up on external stimulation at a higher level than someone who's not highly sensitive. So what I really came to realize through that is, wow, like this just means that I have to approach my business differently and that the way that I had been trained and coached in those first seven years of of my business was for someone who is not highly sensitive and what Dr. Elaine Aaron refers to as like the more of the warrior king and queens. Mm, right. And okay. That makes sense. Th- yeah. That just I like was, that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I was like, I, I, that's Good image. not, I meant to do this. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right. Yes. And, um, so I, I threw that, I started really diving deep into how this has to look differently, be differently for myself. And that's really what, you know, course corrected my self-employed journey and now I have to be honest I don't even remember what your original question was 
<laughs> no, that's perfect. I don't remember either. Where were we going? Oh, yeah, um, it was I, something really important that needed that background. But now I'm just not oh, sure no, what it I, was. I was. I was. We were talking about like, shoot, you know what? I lost it too. Let's keep going. <laughs> now, okay. So, let's see here. Oh, you wanted to talk a little bit about like, um, oh, well, where we wanted to go was we wanted to get into that dark night of the soul moment, right? Right. Yeah. Right. So that was definitely that. But I know that I was talking about that moment for a reason. <laughs> and I'm just so sorry, because usually I can keep track of these kinds of things, but I don't remember why that background was important to whatever excellent question you had. Asked. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Mm. Let's move on because it's not All important. Right. Yeah. Okay. We can always go back and listen to it later. That's why we record these things. Right. And then we'll go, oh, that's what we were talking about. Right. So yes. true. Yeah. So. Uh, I want, I've got this excellent question now and we're, we're getting close to wrapping up pretty quick. So, um, but, um, when was the last time something, uh, inspired tears of joy in your life? And that could be art. I'm, I'm guessing maybe it probably had something to do with your work. Um, mm. I can, I can remember my last one and it's embarrassing. So I'll say it first if you want me to. Yeah, please. Okay. <laughs> uh, I watched the movie Darkest Hour mm-hmm. uh, and wept tears of joy. <laughs> almost, almost. And why out, like, was that? What was it that? Well, I didn't. I was never a real, uh, say, historic, a fan of Winston Churchill as a historic figure. You know, mm-hmm. it was just like, OK, there's that guy. He was in charge of England, World War Two. Everybody, it, it worked out, right? That was, mm-hmm. <laughs> that was sort of like yeah. my, you know, public uh, high school education sort of take on on the guy, right? And mm. then you find out that he may have been a highly sensitive person. We don't know. But mm-hmm. it was just all the forces aligned against him. Um, yeah. Where like the king's not on his side and he's got these enemies trying to kick him out of office and make a deal with Hitler. And he knows, you know, at the bottom of his soul that he can't do that. And he, and he's yeah. like, Oh man, I, I, what am I going to do? You know? And, mm-hmm. and then he figures it out, you know? And the whole thing about like when he go he, at this, some point he decides he needs to get in touch with the people and ask them, uh, why they can't you know he's gonna go so what he does is he gets on the tubes in london sorry i'm taking way too much time no not at all great yeah and and he asks people if he should make a deal uh with hitler and they're like god no (laughs) we'll fight till the end he he Mm. has to be stopped and that's exactly what he was telling the people in his war cabinet so what he did then he went to the house of lords or the house of commons and he said guess what? I just went out on the tubes. Uh huh. And I asked him if we should make a deal with Hitler. Uh huh. They said, no. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And it just, I was like, wow. It's almost like he was a time traveler, you know? Um, yeah. because it would have been so easy to make a deal with Hitler. Right. Of course. Yes. I love it. Yeah. I love that. And I love the question because to me, the question just really sums up like just what we're all doing here in the first place, you know, Mm. like just what this life is about. And yet so many of us miss those moments of just tears of joy because we're just kind of so busy slogging 
through and keeping things going. Right. You know, but those tears of joy are really just so available to us in every single moment. Um, and maybe it is because I am highly sensitive, but I tend to notice and really deeply appreciate, you know, just even really small moments. And so there's so many that come to mind, um, in this question and I'll, you know, say like kind of maybe a smaller one and then a larger one first, but you know, here in uh, New York City where I live, it's spring is really taking its time uh, coming about. But yesterday was just this really great day where you can feel like spring just trying to like, you know, find its way like back to the the northeast. And I was walking through Central Park, which is um, just really like my backyard. And having this moment of just seeing like all the little buds that are like starting to burst forth and the wind was blowing and, and I just really had a moment of like, wow, like God, like this world is just amazing. Such a gift. Yes. Yeah. You <laughs> know? know, and like regardless of all the ways that we try to totally and unfortunately in many ways succeed be destructive as human beings like Mm. these daffodils still bloom and these cherry blossoms are finding their way and it was just like just so lovely and I just really did have that feeling of like tears of joy Mm. um so that's really kind of one that comes to mind that was just yesterday and more of like an, an every day and then maybe on a bit of a bigger scale is, you know, recently on one of my mentoring program forums, someone, one of the members had shared, and this is something that I do see frequently and yet still gets me every time is, you know, for so many highly sensitives, we are just used to going through life feeling like there's something wrong with us because we really don't fit into the way that the world is designed for the other 80%. And when I see a member post on the forum that they're having the experience of really coming into their own and being able to release some of the angst and what I refer to as the HSE shadows and feel like they're able to like connect in with their true self and use that in their work and to enroll a new client or to be able to serve in a way in their in their business that's not overwhelming and they express their appreciation that literally always moves me to tears. And I just, as I said at the beginning of our conversation, feel so, so grateful that I get to play a part in, you know, someone's experience truly transforming. So those are the two that come to mind right away. That's beautiful. Mm. You made me think of uh, another thing that I I can't remember if it was on your site or the doctor's site, where um, one of the traits that came up was people like, will come up and talk to you and tell you your deepest, darkest secrets. <laughs> yes. I call uh, it the stranger incident. <laughs> that happened. I've got so many stories of those yeah. that happened to me, um, mm-hmm. you know, where those now it's, I, I can say I went, I think these, these times in our lives kind of like ebb and flow. So mm-hmm. that, that I'm probably ebbing at the moment, but I just moved. So, you know, uh, I'm, I'm still kind of trying to find my feet here in Vegas, but, uh, and when I was in LA, 
I know like it was more like I was doing like stranger therapy in bars. (laughs) (laughs) Whenever I'd show up and and sit down and have a beer, the guy next to me would suddenly be pouring his heart out to me. I'm like, yeah. Hi. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The other 80%, they can sniff us out. Right. They can tell, you know, like right. um, some of our HSE strengths are the ability to listen deeply mm. um, and to think deeply and to feel deeply, which is what makes us such great coaches and healers and creative entrepreneurs. And right. then the key is, is that you learn how to not just take on the energy of those stranger incidents so that, you know, you're not just kind of getting, I refer to it as like being spooed by people's energy. Like, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. That happens. Um, You learn how to manage that a big part of a lot of what I teach so that then it's happening within your business and you're being compensated for the gifts that you were given and, you know, meant to bring to this world. Hmm. I could talk forever, but you've got to go. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I could talk forever, too. This is a, this is a blast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, so tell people how they can best get in touch with you um, at businessmiracles.com. Yeah, for sure. Well, definitely businessmiracles.com. And you'll see that quiz that Jeff was mentioning. And as you've been listening, if you're kind of maybe getting the sense of like, wow, I might be a highly sensitive, I might be a highly sensitive entrepreneur, that's the place to go. And, um, you know, take the quiz and you'll find out through the quiz if you're somewhat super or super uber, um, (laughs) highly sensitive entrepreneur, and then you'll receive a free success guide. And that will match, you know, and give you some direction, whether you're somewhat super or super uber and it'll give you a solid place to start and learn how to work with the uniqueness that you are you know as one of the only 20 percent in a world that as i said earlier is designed for the other 80 percent mm. so the warrior kings and queens mm-hmm. such a great yeah. image <laughs> yes and we we as highly sensitives are the royal advisors right I love that. This this Mm -hmm. is great. Great work. Thank you. Thank you for hanging out with me for a little while. And uh, let's do this again sometime soon. Absolutely. All right. Thanks. Have a good one. You too. Thanks for taking the time to ride along with us on another episode of Vroom Vroom Veer. For podcast info and show notes, be sure to head over to vvveer.com. That's triple V double E-R.com. Man, that's fun to say. And we'll catch up with you next time here on Vroom Vroom Veer.